Thumbs up, thumbs up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Truly Grace. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all ready for a great evening of truth? All right, now look here. I don't like coming up here and uh, just talking for nothing. When I give a message, I need people to understand. I need them to receive it. So when you come into this house, I need you to have a heart. Ears to listen, eyes to watch out what's going on around you. You have to receive it. This word is coming. That's why Truly Grace is formed, because we want the world to know about the truth. I'm tired of all this other stuff that's going around, and uh, they're all talking about in each church house, like I said last week, they want this revival to happen, but yet they're all divided. It's time for the Pentecost, the Baptist, everybody, whatever religion you're talking about and trying to claim, you need to lay down the religion and start with a relationship. It's time to form a relationship with Christ. You want to revive them, then you need a relationship. There's no division. Unity in the body of Christ. That's what we're looking for, truly grace. And to reach that, you know, you take donations and stuff. We're not passing buckets here at Truly Grace. We don't do nothing. We take donations because we want to reach people. Because there's a lot of broken people in this world. Even all these rich cats out here that think they're not broken. Y'all are broken too. So if I say anything that offends anybody, I apologize. But I'm not too worried about all that offending people. I just want to tell the truth. The truth was told to me. I had to learn it the hard way. They're going to learn it as well. They're not so special. But they think they're so smart. You know what I'm saying? It freaks me out. I think what? Tonight we're going to get ourselves. Let's get ourselves tonight. Let's get positioned for this night. It started off with a fabulous, a fabulous showing of the Holy Spirit showing up and showing out. A baptism that was made in honor of him. Not just coming out and reading a little book that they read and then they want to just do it. They did it because they really love God and what he sent his son to do for us. And that's my passion is to show you how important it is to find Christ in your life. Because we can't overcome anything alone. We can't do it by ourselves. We need him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long journey for old Lloyd Brunty. But I made it. And I want to show others how they can make it as well. And it's through the resurrected Jesus Christ. So ladies and gentlemen, tonight, if we will pray ourselves in, we're going to get positioned for tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that you are greater than anything of this world. All the things that come against us, the lies or whatever is born in us in chains, release us tonight. Free our hearts and minds to receive your spirit. Put your hands around each and every one in this room and under the sound of my voice. Let them receive what you have them receive. Let me just be a working vessel. And everything that comes from me be from you. Father God, I never want them to see me or anyone else. I want them to see you and everything that I do in the world does around me. Father God, this is in your honor. We ask for these things and all things in this house. In Jesus' mighty name, we say, amen. All right, let's get crunk up. We're going to worship. That's the most important part of everything. So whenever y'all are ready, it's time to go to Club Jesus. We're going to have two lights, and it's party time. Remember, we used to go to the clubs all the time, and all them lights, we used to have fun. Everybody always used to say that about me. Lord, is them disco lights I see on your videos? Yep. Same as I thought. You know what I'm saying? I can dance and get in trouble. I can dance for Jesus. How about that? Let's go to Club Jesus. All right, let's do it. Maestro, hit the lights. Bow, get the, you got it already. <laughs> in the eye of the storm, you got to believe him. Y'all stand. He's the one in control. 
Hallelujah in this house tonight. How many here believe that he walks with you through the eye of this storm that we're going through right now? If you've ever been through a storm, how did you get through the other side? I'm going to tell you. You might have thought it was your strength, but it was his. Let's trust in him. We are Christians, right?
Can you give him some glory and give him a hand? Give him a hand. Give glory to him. Y'all want to know how to overcome? A boy that came way far. His name's Jeremy Camp. He's going to sing this next one. I want you to overcome something that you're dealing with. I know everybody deals with something. Don't act like you don't. Open your heart and mind and overcome this thing. Trust in him tonight. For once in your life, to my mom's house and we're sitting there thinking about it. everybody talks about it all the time when you're in the house let's go deep with it and they're talking about being born again you got to become like a little child before you can enter in the kingdom you know what I'm saying you got to become just like that baby when they're talking about that you think that baby's worried about anything right now but yet everybody in the world is grown worried to death we gonna die we gonna go breathe on somebody we gonna die no it's going to happen. Death happens every day. 
You better prepare yourself for when it does happen to you. You can't stop it. It's not your plan. It's God's plan. He's done this for a reason, to see what we're going to do with what he gave us. So everybody needs to say, I'm sorry. That's talking to people out there that's sitting out there, got all them people freaked out every day. We ain't going to work. We can't do this. We can't do that. Because this is what's going to happen. What's going to happen? I'm still waiting on it. I hear your stats. Because half of the people I'm telling you right now, do you think that I don't know doctors? you think that I don't know people that's in, in, the, in the medical industry that come to me and tell me I was locked up with them? I know that the government, we're going to talk about it tonight. People keep saying, you got to quit talking about that. Lord. No, I will not. Look on your coins. Look on your money. It says, in God we trust. It don't say trust in any man, any woman. It's in God. He owns everything that we got. And yet we still putting our trust in all these men and women. Well, I was reading on, look, look, I read the newspaper and the people on the TV said, people on the TV. There they go again, the people on the TV. I like this guy. You remember this guy? I'm going to tell him, I don't care what he does. He can come over here, sue me, he want to. Dr. Phil. Gee, many Christmas. Somebody came to me out there the other day. I'm in this rich neighborhood making this bulkhead. And this guy comes to me and says, Lord, I watched you on Friday. And you got to quit getting them folks together. You're going to be responsible for the death of all the, your community. I said, did you just call me a murderer? And he said, well, that's what you're doing. Anyway, I was like this. Well, I'll tell you what. I want you to tune in at 630 this Friday. Because I'm going to come up there and stand in the same spot I stood last Friday. And I'm going to do the same thing God called me to do. You will never ever get me to forsake the assembly. You will never, ever get me to deny the man that gave me life. I've trusted in man and woman my whole life, and I've served two prison sentences and lost everything I had. And then I found and got rich beyond all the riches that he talked about when I found him. I have wanted, I have needed nothing since I met Jesus Christ. And you're going to tell me to turn my back on the Savior. So I said, man, look here. Before I turn your tables over in your house like he did, don't make me angry. Remember that old Incredible Hulk show? Mr. McGee, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> so just go over there and you do whatever you want to. You, you go back and watch your little TV show, and hopefully Dr. Phil and you can get to heaven, whatever y'all doing. Maybe he's got a couple of tickets on his plane or whatever like that. I'm sorry. I guess he ain't reading the same book I'm reading. But everybody in here all knows the story too well about how it is for a rich man to get into heaven. How hard it is. Man, I, can you imagine trying to shove a camel through the eye of a needle? I don't care how many friends you got. It ain't going to make it. Right? It ain't going to make it. So enough about Dr. Phil and his friends in the neighborhood and go for it. Let's talk about what Jesus said. How about that for a moment? Amen. Nobody's ever on the news talking about what he said, are they? They got a lot to talk about what everybody else said. I'm going to tell you right now. God is great. He ain't just good. He's great. 1 John 4.4 4 tells us about that. Let's read his word. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. He said it, not me. The world is facing problems right now, aren't they? Big problems. Power of positive thinking can't touch us. All the evil things can't touch us if we think positive about it. 
You see, we got evil like corruption of government. The influence of organized traffickers out there. The threat of terrorism and the breakup of marriages and families everywhere. That's what kind of stuff we deal with each and every day. We got to have somebody that's going to help us get through this. We got to have friends and family. That's what we are here, united to do here at Truly Grace. That's why I started this ministry because I'm, I'm tired of people having to go through things alone. Because I had to battle so long with my struggles by myself. Well, I thought I was. But there was people that loved me, but I just didn't know who to reach out to because I didn't know God. I didn't know there was a family. I didn't know people, you know, I didn't know there was a word. I didn't know there was something for me. But now that I do, I'm not going to stop bringing it to the world around me. And I want each and every one of y'all to do the same things. Don't go into a house and receive a word and not take it out of here and take it back to someone else. They need it, y'all. We need it. We need each other. Just like right now. You're coming through some hard times. There's a family member here tonight. Ain't going to say no names, but the whole family just came down all the way from Tennessee. That's what I'm talking about. I got a family to do that, but yet I'm looking at other people's families. You call them for a little cup of sugar, and they can't even give it to you. That's sad. Even in the in, in church houses around here. You go around there, oh, they love you. They love you on Wednesday and Sunday. You call out their name, man, ask them, man, hey, man, I got, I got some furniture to move and blah, blah, blah. And boy, 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 then them excuses start rolling in there. Well, look, look, well, uh, see, my, my kidneys is failing. What? Well, yesterday we was just out. Oh, that happened last night? Well, woe is me. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to pray for your kidneys. But then you go into town, you see that same one with them kidney failures. He's smiling at Walmart shopping. Oh, 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 you know, gonna get some bacon eggs. Yeah, 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 shut up. Yeah, that's what I say. That's right. <laughs> I know I did. Hallelujah. <laughs> we all prayed for you last night, brother. You sure right, brother, right? Them prayers at work. There is power in prayer. It sure is. But if the world knew how the power is, if you can get united, if we could just stop being divided and just get all together on the same page, just like he asked us to do, all be a family. Like they did back in the old days when somebody needed a house built, a porch, or whatever. They was hungry. They was just right there. Everybody was right there. Nowadays, man, boy, I'll tell you what. They, I get, I, man, I get about, I'm going to say at least 350 messages a week, if not more than that, and some calls. I'm like, where is your family at? That's what I ask. Not that I ain't going to help you, but I can't help 350 people. Where is your families at? It's scary around here. And that's why we got to, you know, we got to really pay attention to what God has called us to do. Like when we talked earlier, when we was talking about about the baptism and whatever, whenever you get saved, what, it, that's, that's just the beginning of the journey. You just don't stop right there. It's work to do. There's work to do. You see, I'm going to tell you, everyday life, look, especially when, see, when you serve God wholeheartedly every day, you're going to encounter bad things. You're going to encounter people that need you. You're going to encounter people you need to pray for. And what are you going to do in them situations? I see people passing up them opportunities all the time. Look here, I'm telling you, who's inside you is greater than who is in this world. There is nothing that comes against you. All your sadness, I can't overcome, I can't do it. That's all I hear from people, I can't do it. When are you going to start saying to yourself, I can do it? When are you going to actually get up and do something about it? 
I'm not, I, I can't go to work. I, I can't do this. I can't do that. I, there's no way I can hit a softball. There's no way I can. How are you ever going to get past anything if you keep saying I can't? Greater. Greater is he that's in you that is in this world. See, consider a time when you were faced opposition. Just, just, just think for a moment right now. Where was a time when you thought that the world was over with? It was ended. You thought you weren't going to get through it. Do you remember a time? He can come up here and preach if he wants to, if he feels better about it. He's probably got him a little problem tonight, too, and he needs to get it off his chest. Come here, young man. Yeah, just take my side. going to play with his fire truck. That's all they need. Little love. See, that's family. Could have just let him sit in here, man, just kick and scream, couldn't he? Knocking chairs down and everybody be like this. Will somebody get that kid? <laughs> We're not going to do that. Nobody cares. What are you doing? Would you like to say something too, ma'am? No? Okay. We're going to go on with this right here. Look at good things or God things. Listen to this. Tonight I need you to know I walk into places and they ask me all the time. I want you to ask yourself tonight what you're doing in life. Is it just good things or is it God things in life? You say, here, I was reading this passage, and I wanted to share it with you. It's, a, it's in a spiritual warfare. It's a battle that we're going through. See, we're fighting spiritually against everything because our flesh is so weak. And then every day something comes against us, and, and, and it's hard for us to get past it. It bothers us to death. You know, you got people, you know, you got people locked up. You got people, you know, you're starting over. It's just things in life, you know, you're lonely. All these things, it's a war. Too many of us Christians are ineffective in our missions because we are trying to do our own good thing rather than doing God's thing. Too few are getting in on the big conversation that is going on in God's throne room in which all of the shortages, deficiencies, and exploitations of the earth are being troubleshot and addressed with the wisdom of God. Instead, they go around and spread their own wisdom. I sat on a staff where I sat here like this, and I'll sit around a table, and all I did was talk about, well, I didn't talk about, but all I did was listen to people talk about other people. How is that going to solve any problem? If you want to, you got to get to the root of problems. You got to get with God and find out what his answer is. Because we can make up all kinds of plans, can't we? How many in here has got a plan that just worked out all the way? Hundred proof. You got a plan right now. Every time you did your plan. God dog, ain't nobody in here got a plan worked out? God dog, let's talk about Jesus' plan then. That must have just been one of them good things, not a God thing. Boy, I tell you what, it worried me to death for a while. I thought I had it all figured out. And I sat there for about eight years and had to think about it for a minute. I was like this, boy, maybe I didn't have figured out, God. I don't like these people I'm in here with, by the way. Can I get out? Eh, not for eight years, you can't. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? You get put on vacations. God likes to put you on vacations. Don't be put on an eight-year vacation. Just go ahead and get it right right now tonight. Receive something. You know what I'm saying? Before you get on one now. See, the answers are there. The long-term solutions are there, but there is nothing but a bunch of toddlers rolling around on the floor, self-absorbed, bickering and crying, complaining. You ever seen that before? That's all they do. They come over there. You come over to a group of people for advice, and all they're doing is bickering like a bunch of little kids, complaining. They ain't told you no solution. They just complained about who's causing the problem. Let's not, let's not talk about them. Has anybody got a solution? I do. His name's Jesus. God's instructions into programs of action and victory upon the earth. Toddlers don't transform kingdoms, at least not in the good ways. If we want to plug into the purposes and plans and the victory strategies of heaven, 
We got to go through the boot camp, the Jesus boot camp. Y'all ready to go to boot camp? You been to boot camp, Bryce? It's pretty rough, ain't it? Not too, too bad. She's good. All right, all right. Well, that's just life itself, ain't it? When you're going through life, ain't it? Some days are better than others. That's what I hear from people all the time. Yes, how you doing? Well, I ain't know. Some days are better than others. Sure is going through boot camp. Some days going to be hard. Some days it's just going to be easy breezy. Well, it's time to cross over. In Joshua 3, in the Word, it's where Israel crosses over to the Jordan. And, he's, and it's read like this, one through five. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before he, they crossed over. So it was, after three days, that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priest, the Levites bearing it, when you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. You see, that passage simply explains, let's express this in a way that you can understand. It's like this. This is a place, a grove is, where it's not very... It's not where you would really want to set up no camp at. There's a bunch of thorns and there's real thickety, like how most people are setting up their lives right now. You're in this thicket and it's real rough and he wants you to cross over from all this, I'm going to say crap, you know, I guess I could say that. That ain't a bad word, is it? No? Okay. I want you to get out of your crap and go over where there ain't none. You know, and he's trying to, he's trying to call you over that. See, this was a casual activity, but you know what I'm saying? It's commanded by God to leave wherever you're at and to get to where you're going. He wants you to cross over from where you're at. I know you've never been this way before. I understand. I'll sit up here and I'll talk and I'll sit here and minister and people are sitting there. Lord, where are you? Where, you know, this sounds crazy to me what you're talking. About. That's because you never came this way before. All you've heard is the ways of the world. You haven't ever really dug in and found out the truth of what God wanted you to do. You went into church, you heard some sermons, you heard some messages, but they just come up with their own understanding. They just tell it how they want it to be told, and you take it out there, and that's all you know. And you walk out, and you walk around, and you talk about, well, ain't the way I heard it. Well, you are not even reading for yourself. It's right here in front of you. Why don't you read it yourself? Look here. The key word is crossed over. So you want to go and assemble the presence of God among his people. There's going to be a considerable distance. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. But you must fight and you must go. Whatever you're going through, you must cross over and get to the other side. If I never crossed over from being a drug addict and a gangbanger and then decided I wanted to cross over and get to the side because I was in a thicket. Now, I want to bring you analogies so you can understand what we're saying here. He wants you to get out of that and bring you to somewhere where it's peaceful, where you can rest. You have to cross over. you got to stop listening to all those lies of the world out there. When he tells you to separate yourself from the world, he doesn't mean to sit there and listen to him still. Separate means, not, I know we can't physically leave out of here. We're going to have to endure it. We're going to have to live with them. But it doesn't mean you have to pick up their ways, follow them, and listen to them. You listen to God. You listen to his word. He's commanded you to do that, to be obedient to him. If you're obedient to the rest of the world, that's what they always tell me all the time. They keep trying to bring me back to Romans. They keep throwing it in my face. 
about these authorities. Well, he placed them authorities for the last time and the love of God and his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. You're right. We do have authority figures out here in the world. And we must honor. But we honor them if they are following Christ. You don't honor something that is against his will. You must know the difference. So don't tell me to keep following somebody that is not honoring the one who saved me. If they're not looking out for the best interests of us, then they are not a follower of Christ. They're a follower themselves. And I will not cross over with them. And I will not listen to them. And I don't want you to neither. That's why he exists. He didn't die on that cross and suffer all that stuff. I don't know if any of y'all ever watched it, but I want y'all to get a good visual of it. I want y'all to all, if you haven't watched Passion of the Christ, that's just a little bit. That's just a, a baby bit of what he did. And I want somebody in here to say that they could go out and do something like that for people. All our sins. You're always talking about how much you love your brothers and your sisters, but I bet you ain't going to get whooped like he did. You're not going to give your life. And I definitely, I bet you ain't going to give your only begotten son. But there's people in here that lost some children. We've sacrificed many things, but we had to cross over. And we know what it is to cross over to get to here. So how dare you, people of the world, and you authorities tell us that we are the last on your list to, to assemble. Are you kidding? We're, we're not essential. God's not essential. Foolish people out there. I say it, and I say it again. Foolish they are. All of a sudden, from 1918, when that Spanish flu was there, and they had that pandemic, now all of a sudden everybody done forgot about it. They act like this is the first time anything horrific has ever happened to the world. He has already overcame everything. He already knew it was going to happen before it happened, and then everybody's panicked. That's why I say you must prepare yourself. What are you going to do when something happens to you? This is just a little bit. This is just a little taste of what's about to happen. If, you ain't get, if you're not ready now, what are you going to do when the big one happens? Who are you going to do? Go try to get with them doomsday people, get a bunch of guns, go down in the shelter, and think, oh, well, they're going to throw them bombs there. Man. Look, if the end of the world's coming, and you just down there, well, how long are you going to stay down there? You got to come up sooner or later. But y'all go down there, hunker down, keep following the world, being scared. But you think that we're not scared and uncertain? You think that we don't go through the same things? That's what I'm saying. Everybody in here is. But we're uncertain, for, uncertain about different things, you know. And life gets harder for us because people lose their jobs. They got to figure something else out. You know, they, you know, the government puts you in all these ways. and So you got to find something to trust in. I choose to trust in the Father. That's why we need each other to comfort one another through these times. We need this. We need Jesus. We need God. We need his word. And we need to preach it to one another. You see, all God wants us to do is stop for a minute. Just be still. He asks us all the time, be still. And just embrace him. Just think about it for a minute. I give you everything. You've not needed for nothing. I fed you. When you were thirsty, I gave you something to drink. When you needed clothes, you got, you got clothes on you. You've been with everything that you needed to be provided for. I said something the other day. I was like this. I was like this. I said something about the truck. You know, I got a new truck or whatever. And, and I was like, man, don't hit that truck, man. I need it. He said, man, you don't need that truck, man. You might want it, but you don't need it. It's like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I don't need it. Wrong sentence. So you got to reverse it. I don't need nothing. I just need him. 
the provider. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, check this out. Please don't let these words stop from your lips. His praise come from your heart to the rest of the world. Don't never let that stop. Because once that stops, then all these lies and stuff get in, and then you start talking like the rest of the world. And that's what everybody's done. Everybody's just continued and just listened to all this. I'm still going to say it's crap, man. It's crap. See, we have a chance to get away from sports and all them distractions that we've been, been blinded by all this time. This is the time to get with Christ. You've been blinded so long about the other things in your life. You're watching your little so wild with these people like this. Oh, man, I've been watching. The other person said on Monday, every Monday we got to catch the bachelorette. Shut up. No. Well, that's what love looks like. Oh, does it? On an island with a bunch of other people. Where does it say that? That don't even sound like love. Sounds like a bunch of trouble to me. I know because I've been there, done that, and got in trouble. And ladies and gentlemen, got a divorce. So check it out. You ain't going to find love on an island with 10 other choices. So stop doing that to your mind and then telling me about it. Well, I've seen it. Benny, Benny loves her, and they're, they're going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about God? He loves us so much he never leaves us nor forsakes us. All them other people leave us, don't they? But they love us so much. Love us so much. So step around away from all those distractions out there. It's time to get with God. You see, he has a life-saving word. I want us to prepare ourselves for and the world around us. You see, I want to stand firm for something finally in life. That's why I do what I do. I want to finally be a part of something that's beneficial, that can help other people. Because for so long, I led people astray because I was that person. And I was surrounded by those type of people. Now I want to be around people that loves God, that really loves, that's going to help me, support me, because I'm not perfect and I'm going to fail. And there's people out there, they, 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 they got it all figured out, man. They got it all figured out. And they talk about you. You're this, you're that, blah, 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 blah. You can't do this, you can't do that because your background, blah, blah, blah. These, you're broken. You used to be this. Yeah, yeah, that was used to be. I'm a child of God. And so I stop and I do like this. I don't even hear it no more. They're just talking. And I'm walking. So I'm asking you to stop looking once again that crap on Facebook and watching it on TV and reading it in the paper, God is asking you to stop for one moment in your life. Stop and talk to him for a minute. Read his word. Get with him. Look, I'm telling you right now, he done saw you through these things. People right here in this house. He done saw me through bad decisions, divorce, death. And now he's asking to share my story. He wants you to share your story as well. Don't hold it in like you're the only person that carries something with you. There is people around you that carry the same story, the same hurt, the same pain, and need you to talk to them. So they, they know that they're not alone. They need you. We need one another. We don't need those people that's got all these little clubs and their little cliques and stuff and only accept certain people. God came to heal the broken, not the self-righteous. So I want you to believe in the healing power and bring people to him. Not diminish his capabilities. That's what they do. 
when they're talking about them and they talk about me and they talk about other people's with testimonies when they're talking about their character. Well, they do this and that. Oh, yeah. Well, we all fail, smart guys and women. Since y'all are so perfect, I'm waiting on them. I'm just waiting for them. I'm doing like this every day. Can you please come up here and tell all the world about your perfect little life and how you never do anything wrong and you just love, love, love and everything's going so well for you, smart guy. Why you pointing fingers all the time and at all of us broke those people, that's what they call us. Those people. I'm like this, wow. Well, I'll tell you what, we can't control their mouth. We can't control their thoughts. And to be honest, I don't care about their thoughts because they're going to have to answer to him about it. And I'm telling you, I feel sorry for them when they get up there and think that they did so well. I gave to the needy. I gave all my tithes. I gave all the blah, blah, blah. I performed miracles in your name. Oh, did you? What'd you do to my children? That's right. I'm sorry. I never knew you, man. Then you got to go take that old, what's that, that old plane? And Oh, yeah, you got to go catch Dr. Phil now because they got a jet and some tickets. And then you got to make sure you don't miss your flight now because he's going, I don't know, but he ain't going to heaven. <laughs> so I tell you what, don't get in the plane. So I'm going to tell you what, what we can control is ourselves, our thoughts, our hearts, and the way we go on this direction. So at this time, I want you to have a change of heart, a heart for Jesus. Not a heart for those people and these naysayers. People out there, I've talked to you out there because some friends of mine came to me also. I talked to them because, are you doing good things or are you doing God things? You're doing good things because by the way you think that I've got a position in a church now and somebody gave me a position and now I'm doing a good thing for another man. That's not a God thing, that's just a good thing. What are they doing? What are you doing with that? I'm serving, and now he's let me come over and be his friend. Why? Because you're serving in his house? Because you're an usher or you're a greeter at the door and stuff like that? Well, how much time does he spend during the week with you? Does he call you on the phone? Do you have a relationship? That's how family is supposed to be. You come into a church house, and that's what it's about. It's connection. How can people ever believe in the true and living God if you don't never express it and be that light for them? If you're just a sometimer. I want you to stop and think about it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Because this ain't the first time that everybody's went through this pandemic and went through struggles, and you're not the only one that's going through them. Tonight, I need you to stop for a minute and be still. See, because God already has it already figured out. And y'all are sitting there trying to figure out your own plan. Not you maybe necessary in this house, but there's a lot of other people that are. And um, in 15, 16, and 17, let's read these. So we'll close with these tonight. It states, And as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows, all his banks during the whole time of harvest. Did y'all know it's time? The harvest is right, isn't it? It's time to get out here and start doing it. Start, it's starting to get people to get people to Christ, man. Not people on the on, on your on your teams and your little clubs. It's time to get the, the harvest is right for him. That 
the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam that went into the sea of Arabath, the salt sea, failed and were cut off. And the people crossed over opposite of Jericho. The waters rose. He makes the waters rise. And it's that time right now. The harvest is ripe. The waters are high. Just like on that song, Oceans, you know, he's keeping our heads above water. No matter how deep it gets in your life, what kind of troubles and storms you're going through, he's going to keep your head above water. But you have to faithfully believe in him. No matter what you're going through, you have to stand and cross over with him. You're not going to never make it by yourself in your boat. I'm telling you that right now. I talked to somebody the other day. You remember when you remember, y'all know the story all too well when he had Peter do it. Come on, trust me. That old sap sucker, he got a couple of feet out there, didn't he? Took his eyes off the prize. Don't take your eyes off of him. Ain't no sense in sitting there bobbing like an old bobber around in the ocean. Walk across those waters. Get in his boat. It's safe over there. Trust him. I ask these things because I know what it is like to doubt and to fear all the time and think that somebody else is going to come bail me out all the time. I've never tell you the pain that I felt, man, when I sat there one time and I thought that, you know, I, I had it all figured out. You remember how you all depend on your mom and daddy when you're growing up? Just like that baby over there, she, she depends on mom and daddy. Right now she's got mama. She's going to have daddy home soon. She's waiting on him. Look at her precious. She's precious. And babies, that's all they do. They comfort and they, they're not worried. That's what we need to get to, not worried. And I was in the comfort of my mom all the time. Mama say, mama bail Lord out all the time. Every time Lord get in trouble. She ain't never visited me before, so I knew there was some kind of trouble when she came down to the ADC. And I say, what the heck did mama come visit me for? She must be coming to get me out. She just looked at me through the glass and said, well, See, I'll see you when you get back. I was like, this, get back from where? You're going to prison. I was like, who told you that? She said, the police did. I said, Mommy, you ain't, what are you talking about? You ain't going to go, you ain't going to get my attorney, you ain't going to pay him. And give him. She just got up. She, she had nothing else to say. She started crying. She turned around and walked off. And that day I knew it's time for me to step up. Stop trusting in myself and the rest of all of my friends and all them, them gang members I was running with. And depending on the world, I find the Lord, you got to be a man. I'm asking the brothers, sisters, and the men and women on the sound of my voice, it's time to step up and forget about all those things that the rest of the world said. It's time that you got to step up. And you got to do something for yourself because everybody reaches out to me and it hurts me to, to tell them that they got to that they got to figure something out for themselves, but I can't carry the weight. You can't carry the weight for them. And nobody in here is responsible for carrying all that weight. You give it to God and you let him handle it. We don't have the strength to do it, but he does. And I finally found out just to be dependent on him. And like I told you before, I never wanted or needed anything ever again in my life. And it feels so good out here. It feels way too good. I'll tell you what, look here. Let's go to that story in Mark 35. Y'all want to read a little story, man, before we go today? I know y'all been and I'm keeping y'all, man, but I love the word. And I just, want, I, I just want to talk for a second about Jesus for a minute. Y'all with me? Amen. I ain't lost y'all yet? Okay. I know it's been kind of quiet in here. I usually tell a lot of little sappy jokes and stuff and have people laughing, but it's just such a serious matter this time in life. You know, and I want people to receive things. 
They always write me and talk about, boy, you know, you blah, 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 you could be a comedian. Man, I ain't up here trying to be no daggone comedian. I'm trying to tell you the truth. Y'all can take it if you think it's a joke if you want to. There ain't no joke in this. Mark. Look here, I forgot where it's at. Look here, I'm thinking to myself. Let me think. What was we reading? Oh, yeah, I was going to take y'all somewhere, wasn't I? We was going to read some scripture. Look here, squirrels. Boy, I tell you what, I'm going to get some medicine for them. Look here, I almost made it, y'all. Boy, I almost made it all the way through without my squirrels messing me up. He got me down, didn't he? Oh, like this. What you supposed to do? I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Here, we're going to get to it. Yeah, here we go. We're going to turn some pages. We're going to talk to each other. Talk to each other for a minute. I'm going to find it. What is that? Come on, turn the page. Hey, am I going to find it? That's the whole thing. Man, I'll tell you what, man. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 31.6. That's where we'll go. We're going to read out Deuteronomy 31.6. Look, I'm, I mean, I'll tell you what. I don't know where I went with that. I'll, tell you what. I'll get with him later and talk to him, though. I did read something about that, so I'm sorry about it. Let me take this time out. I'm sorry about the doctors and stuff. They said I got bad on the doctors lately, you know, telling about how they couldn't cure people. I wasn't talking about that, you know, today. I know they got pills. Some people got to go because you got this dopamine, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. Sometimes it's unequal, so you got to take this pill to kind of get it balanced and stuff so you can think clearly. And I understand you need stuff like that. But nine times out of ten, I'm telling you, people just go take pills just because they like to take them. Just like people like on them, they got them electronic cigarettes right now. And you know, you, you, I quit smoking. Well, God, dog, you still sucking on that, blowing smoke out. It ain't got but a little bit of nicotine. It's still got it. It's the same thing. You're smoking. That's like, you know, uh, I traded meth for bath salt. You know what I'm saying? I ain't smoking meth no more. I'm smoking bath salt. You're still smoking. Tell you, criminal. All right. Deuteronomy 31 6. All right, I'm just saying, people trip me out. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. That's what I want to leave with y'all tonight. Human leaders are only God's surrogates, and therefore, check it out, therefore are to be followed only if they are obedient to him. That's what the word says. Now, I had to find that because I just spoke about it earlier, so now I want to give something to all those people out there that's talking to me. I'm talking to you, and I'm bringing the word to you out there. Deuteronomy 31.6. They can read it for themselves. If you're not obedient to him, your word means nothing. So if you're following somebody that's living for them, well, that, that, you okay? You okay, that, as for me and my house, you done heard it too many times. We will serve the Lord, and I will continue to do so. So I'm asking you, and it doesn't matter. When you do this, I'm telling you right now, the next time, whatever you send to me, I'm blocking you. I don't need nobody that's not supporting Jesus Christ. I'm an obedient servant. I know that I get in trouble for, you know, being misled or misleading someone else. That's why I stay in the Word. So that when I talk, it's from the Word. So I give you the Scripture. You can go back and read it yourself. That's why I tell everybody, don't just trust me or anybody that stands in a pulpit. You go read it for yourself so that you know what the Word says. Because you can be misled at any given time and, and they can have you doing anything. Don't never do that. Go and get your own relationship with Christ. As we close tonight, I want you to understand one more time, 1 John 4, 4, and you go back to Deuteronomy. You show them when they tell you about following and submitting to the authorities of the world. You take them to Deuteronomy 31, 6. 
You show them for themselves. And then you tell them, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Don't ever be misled by anybody and don't let them call you no names outside your name. You are all fearfully and wonderfully made. He loves us for who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another wonderful evening here. I wish we could just stay in his presence, man, and then turn the disco ball. Well, we can after this because, you know, you got your time on there and stuff. And I hated people come at me all the time. They're like this. Well, you be up there, man. You be going. And then, you know, why you? Well, I would. But see, they can't see it on the radio station. And they only going to get you so much time. But we're going to pick a Saturday. We're going to pick a day. And we're going to sit in here all night long. Remember you had them lock-ins when you was at the skating rink back when you was little? We're going to have a Jesus lock-in. We're going to sit in here and fellowship and worship all night long. I'm going to have people in there with sleeping bags and everything. You know, uh, girls on one side, boys on the other. I ain't getting in no trouble. <laughs> See, y'all know the business. Bring your roller skates. You can skate in the parking lot, but you know what I'm saying? Don't be skating when people sleeping. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you received a word here tonight at Truly Grace. Um, I try not to bore people too much. I try to just bring the word because I want us to do God things and not just good things. Thank y'all for being a part. And I want to tell the people out there, I want you to do the same things. Evaluate the people that you got on your friends list. Right now, I'm going to go ahead and let it be known. I done told everybody out there and they said, Lord, don't do it, but you got to do it. You have to start separating the downsides. It's time to clean house. This is the season. If you got people in your life that's not living right, don't want to support your godly efforts, you get them out your life. They're stumbling blocks, and they're going to stop you. When they're ready to come back, you bring them on back in. But a dude told me today, I don't know where I met him at later, earlier in life, but he said, you know me. You met me a long time ago. I'm God. I was like this, wow. His name was Billy. Not the Billy that we got, but another Billy. And I was like this. But, I mean, I'm not saying that now. Maybe you can come in any way you come in, but, you know, I hardly doubt this guy was God. But I had to block him because he started saying that I was speaking a bunch of lies and that everybody else was lying and this and that and that he had the, the word. Well, I, Billy, I, we're praying for you out there. And I hope you do get it right and you do go meet God one day. But uh, you know what? Don't ever play him. You know him, don't you? Okay, you, so, you, so there you go. So I, at least I got a witness in the house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus Christ, bless his heart. We all will get through this, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you. This pandemic, your storms, what you're going through, your loneliness, your bad decisions you made earlier, you get through it. You get through it. I had to get through something this morning. I'm going to leave you with this last little story. It's funny because I was like this. I'm riding out today. I'm, I always start my morning with, with worship music. So I'm, I'm in there. I got my, uh, who was I playing? God I Know uh, by Love and Outcome. I was in there, God, I know. And I'm like this. And I pulled in. I was just driving. And a dude just stops his truck right in front of my truck and sticks his hand out the little square window in the back and gives me the bird. I was like this. What's that all about? And immediately in my mind, in my flesh, I, I went for my hand. I, boy, I was going to give it to him the one finger away. I was gonna, but I was like, oh. And then God was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll let him make it. God bless you. Good Lord of mercy. You know what I'm saying? That flesh. But why do we got it? You know what I'm saying? This is a hard job, I'm telling y'all. I know, I know living for Christ, you think it's a hard job. 
But I'll tell you what, there's nothing more gratifying than to serve the Savior. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let y'all go tonight. I thank y'all for coming out. I want y'all to have a great evening when y'all leave here. I hope y'all take something out of here tonight. And uh, good night and God bless y'all.